0: Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Thursday show for you. We're going to preview what's coming up in a couple hours. going to talk a little bit about the unprecedented ending of Joey's season. Big talk about the Clayton Eckerd laura Owens case. Some major news from yesterday. Tom Sandoval apologizes one day after giving one of the worst analogies ever and comparing himself to... George Floyd, and going to talk about the challenge finale. Got to say, pretty surprised. We'll get to all that momentarily. Starting off, talking about what's coming up in a couple hours. It's podcast number 379 with Susanna Summers, who is Bachelor Data on Instagram. She's got a lot of good stuff this season. Some things that she posted this season kind of had my mouth on the floor, my jaw on the floor. Is it jaw on the floor or mouth on the floor? Can you have both of them on the floor? For me, let's just say it was both of them. Because I guess I just didn't think about certain things when it comes to this show. And it comes to screen time and stuff like that. But there are some charts on there, and we go over them, that are just kind of mind-boggling. We've talked all season long about the fact that Daisy's numbers and Maria's numbers on social media not only are setting pre-pandemic records, but they're also so far ahead of everybody else. Daisies makes sense to me for because of the spoiler and because of the fact that she produces content every week. She's very consistent with it. Maria's has just been I guess because people like her on the show she and she does do content as well but I don't think she has like a set schedule like the stuff that bachelor data goes over really explains it better kind of why she thinks they're both ahead and kind of why we're going to be looking at some of the biggest numbers we've ever seen in the last five or six years on this show so we We dive into that, we dive into a little bit of Love is Blind stuff, but mostly stick to Bachelor stuff and what we've seen this season and the change this season and how this season has kind of reinvigorated Susanna because she was on the verge of basically dumping The Bachelor out of her main focus or not dumping it all together, but spending very little time on it because it just kept going down and down. And then this season has absolutely kind of been a resurgence for the franchise. And I mean, you really have to kind of look at it that way. It's like, wow, this is pretty big of what this has done. Ratings wise as well, but the Instagram and social media numbers really, really big. And again, she goes into explaining to everybody, look, it's not just Instagram. You got to understand, I know that Gen Z doesn't understand TikTok and doesn't want to hear about it, but it's still the number one place on the internet where the millennials and the, uh, I always forget. I always forget the generation, the Z's, the boomers, the X's. She explains it better than I do. So that's coming up in a couple hours. Listen to that for podcast number 379. I don't want to spend too much time on the Joey stuff. As far as I know, in terms of everything that's been sent to me, I even asked she's all batch because she listed a question for a poll question for her readers yesterday hey, what do you think the unprecedented ending of the season was? And I said, hey, send me some of your answers because I want to see if anybody that's answering you has gotten it right. And the people that she sent me, uh, no, they haven't gotten it right either. And, you know, like I said, I want to tell you, and I think it's coming soon when I'm going to be able to tell you what it is, but the guesses that you're giving, I I think a lot of you just either didn't listen to yesterday's podcast where I went over all the things – about what Us Weekly's predictions were. Because a lot of you, I guess the biggest thing to dis- say is a lot of you are almost thinking too big picture when with your guesses. <sighs> but I don't want to say it's not, not big picture. It's just, God, what's the best way to put this without telling you? Um... I, I, I don't I don't even know, <laughs> and I don't want to give anything away because, yes, the other thing I want to talk about is you don't need to send me the Instagram accounts who are reporting what they're reporting. I'm well aware what is being reported out there, and I have the same answer as yesterday. I'm working on it. I'm working on everything, okay? This is the first time all season. If you listen to remember when I went off last, I think it was last week. Remember when I went off on a rant? about social media clues and I'm just like, hey, social media clues, you, you don't understand. Anything I, I said at that I said if you gave me I said right now I could put together social media clues that point to Maria as the winner. I could also put all together their social media clues that point to Rachel as the winner. I could put all the social media clues together that point to Kelsey as the winner and I can grab all the social media clues that point to Daisy as the winner. So whatever your narrative is, you can find a way on social media to point to somebody that you want to win. That's why all the stuff that I was getting were all these likes and follows and why does this person do this and why does this person do that? And I can just refer to past seasons. I mean, the one that sticks out of my head the most is, you know, on on Valentine's Day uh, two years ago, Rachel Recchia posted a picture of her and Clayton kissing. That was basically what? A month before the finale aired. And that was literally one of the worst endings for her that could have possibly happened. The Rose Ceremony from Hell. This this woman lived through the Rose Ceremony from Hell, yet was posting pictures of her kissing Clayton. And the list goes on. She's not the only one. That's just the most obvious one that pops out. So that's always been my thing. Like, well, what about this? And what about this? I'll be like, okay, but what about Rachel Recchia posting Kissing Clayton on Valentine's Day when she knew a month later it was going to be one of the worst episodes to ever air on this franchise in terms of how badly it was bumbled. You know, Clayton knows to this day how badly he screwed that up. So that's why posting pictures and what they're posting, you can still make a case for everybody. What's happened now in the last couple of days, and you've seen it on a lot of the Instagram accounts, um, is the first hard evidence I've gotten all season. So that's what I'm working on. And so you don't need to send it to me. That's fine. Um, I've always said, I think in that same rant, I said, when there's hard evidence, I'll absolutely look into it. But likes and follows, you can you can dissect those till you're blue in the face. But now we have hard evidence and that's what I'm looking into. But, you know, the Joey stuff, the unprecedented ending. Yes, it's never happened before. And yes, it is interesting. It's not a 10, but it's not a one either. And I think when I tell you, you'll go. Just like when I was told it, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. And that's never happened before. Really, really interesting. I'm just still trying to find the details out of one particular thing. And then I think we'll have the whole, we'll have it all wrapped up in a nice bow for you. How about that? Would you like that? Would you like a present from Reality Steve? A nice little present with a bow on it um, that basically explains what the hell happened at the end of the season. I would, so yeah. We'll. we'll uh, I'm very well aware of what's uh, what is out there, what's being said, all that stuff. So, just know that, and we will be moving forward, and hopefully, I have your answers for you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Way. Get on your way to good hair days in just five minutes with Way's new hair gloss. For me, I use Way because for the longest time, I just used regular brand shampoo, and it was fine. But when you don't use anything else, you don't know what's better. And way is better, at least for me. Made with hyaluronic acid and rice water, provides immediate shine, helps treat damage, and enhances color vibrancy. According to a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother. Can we bump that up to 86 Because I didn't participate in that, but I can say that my hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother. At least it does to me. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off any product. That's theway.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code REALITYSTEVE. The other sponsor for this podcast is Mint Mobile. They have wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text plus data for $15 a month. I guarantee if you go to your phone bill right now, you're not paying $15 a month. You're probably paying seven, eight times that. And that's why you got to sign up with Mint Mobile. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill that is ridiculously high. Get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door free. Go to mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. That's Mintmobile.com slash reality Steve. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at Mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Big news that happened yesterday in Arizona Court. Clayton Eckard and Laura Owens basically had it wasn't a hearing, but it was basically get let's get both sides together in front of a judge and let's hammer some things out and get some things set in the court system. Dave Neal has way better coverage of this than I do, but I want to focus on a couple things. So if you want, definitely go over to Dave's YouTube channel. Check all of it out, all of his coverage yesterday. I was with him live for an hour yesterday as information was coming in through a reporter that he had there at the courts. So now here's something interesting a couple things have been established. Number one, Laura Owens deposition is set for March 1st. Her trial has been moved that the, the hearing, I guess maybe it's a trial. See, that's why I'm not good with the legal stuff. Dave knows this, but come to find out it was set to be February, I believe 27th. That's supposed to be in a few days. It's been pushed to June 10th. Now, assuming that date stays the same, it brings up a very interesting situation, which is my party in Vegas is on June 7th. I booked my flight about a week ago. I fly in on Thursday the 6th. I fly out on Monday the 10th. If this date stays the same on the 10th and if Dave Neal goes, I'm going too, and we're both going to report from there. I will just change my return flight. I'll probably fly out of Vegas Sunday night because I guess it starts at 8.45 in the morning Monday. That means I'd have to get on a plane 6 a.m. from Vegas to Phoenix. I don't want to have to do that and jump straight to a courtroom after being on the plane and having no place to put my luggage. So um, that's the plan, is I would probably fly out of Vegas Sunday night, get to Phoenix Sunday night, hang with Dave if he's there. If not, hang with Courtney and her husband, whatever the case may be. Hang with Clayton, that too. Um, and then go to the courts on Monday during the hearing and report from it, report live with Dave. Now, this is contingent, like I said, on two things. The date stays the same and Dave goes. I'm not going to go by myself. Dave's been the forefront on all of this. I will be the wingman during this uh, to help out. But the biggest thing to come from yesterday, and this is just mind-boggling, mind-boggling, is that... You know, everyone's been asking, how, how could she be pregnant? She never shows anything. We've never seen her belly. She doesn't show anything from an OBGYN report, all this stuff. Laura Owens' lawyer said yesterday that Laura met with a doctor in November and that doctor told her, you miscarried one or two months ago. Okay, I loved hearing this because I feel like Laura Owens just implicated herself yet again. And and it's a it's a lie. There's no way that that but now that she has said that under oath now, it's like, okay, well, let's talk to this doctor that told her this. Did a doctor ever tell her this? My guess is no. Because this doesn't make okay, this doesn't make any sense. Remember the first time we saw Laura Owens in a hearing on a Zoom, Was on October 27th. Remember when she had the belly and she pushed the belly up and it moved? Okay. She was basically pretending she was pregnant then. Then a week later, it wasn't, we couldn't view it on Zoom, but we heard everything. We had, remember, I played the audio, Dave played the audio from November 4th. So let's just say the very next day is when she met with a doctor, which I don't think it was because she said mid, you know, she didn't provide a date yesterday. It was just, I think, mid November. And a doctor told her, oh, you miscarried a month or two ago. I've never been pregnant. I've never been with anybody that's been pregnant. But having spoken to quite a few people and people commenting in the comment section when Dave and I were live yesterday, um, there is no way she was carrying around a dead fetus for over a month, if not two months, in her stomach and had no freaking clue what was going on. Sorry, did not happen. But let's just say, let's give Laura Owens the benefit of the doubt. We're very kind here. We love... uh equality and we love giving people the benefit of the doubt so let's just say that happened let's just say in mid-november one laura owens was pregnant and two she met with a doctor who said oh you lost you you miscarried a month ago two months ago which i think is funny they could her lawyer couldn't even say what it was that the doctor said oh you carried miscarried a month or two ago well which is it (laughs) whatever the case may be let's just say that's true Laura Owens was still online, in medium articles, in emails, past that appointment, definitely into December. There is proof out there of her saying she is pregnant with Clayton's twins. So, Laura, you either lied about this bogus doctor's appointment in November who told you you lost the babies one or two months later, Or you made things even worse by continuing to perpetuate that lie after a doctor told you you lost the babies one to two months ago. Because you absolutely were telling people past that, whatever date it was in mid-November, past that date that you were pregnant with twins and they were Clayton's. So, again... I almost feel like I want Laura Owens to keep talking, keep writing medium articles, keep talking because every time you open yourself up and you open up your mouth, you seem to contradict yourself from something you said at some point in the last, I don't know, eight months. So keep it coming because there is no way that is true. And if it is true, she's lied about it since then, because in December she was telling people she was pregnant. So which is it, Laura? Once again, It's just, it's embarrassing, but it's also laughable to me. Um, What isn't laughable is you spitting in the face of every woman who's had an abortion, who's had a stillbirth, you know, who has infertility issues. You're spitting in those women's faces, and that's why you should suffer whatever consequences the Arizona court system deems necessary. I don't know what those are, you know? But it's not just your lies. It's the magnitude of your lies and how deep it's hurting a lot of women out there that are following this case. It's it's insulting, and I don't think it makes you look good in any way, shape, or form. None of this does. None of it ever has. But, man, I can't believe your your lawyer ran that out there that a doctor told you in November... You lost the babies one to two months earlier, and you had no clue. Just walking around with two, you know, know, trigger warning here, two dead fetuses in your stomach, and you had no clue, none. And these wouldn't have been the size of a pin needle at this point. You know, like I said, if it was the day after, this would have been September 5th. If, if, If the doctor appointment happened the day after you were on that hearing, it would have been November fifth. We know it was later than that, so it's prob. We're looking at mid-September. You're telling me in mid-September you would have been four months along and you would have no clue what was going on inside you, and nothing would even happen to you. You haven't suffered it. Any- like, come on. It's just it's getting more and more ridiculous, and it's so frustrating. And just, I, I you know, I'm glad. I, I, it's it's the walls again. I keep saying it every time. The walls are closing in on her. She is scrambling at this point. And I love to see it. I love every time she opens her mouth because seemingly we get more lies and more contradictions, which is great because it's only going to burn her in the Arizona court of law. And I can't wait till they judge on this or rule on this. The judge will rule on this, but the judge denied her. She tried to get her deposition quashed again. Judge said, nope. She's basically trying to get she's basically trying to get out of everything. And the judge said, nope. Deposition March 1st. Hearing's on June 10th. You have three months to gather all your information from her. She also, also big dues, signed her HIPAA release form. So now, and not only just recently, Clayton's lawyers now have access to her HIPAA records going back to August of 2020. They can pull all medical records. <laughs> she is screwed. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Tom Sandoval came out yesterday and apologized for his comments in the New York Times article. Remember yesterday we were reading this, or maybe it was the day before, he said, I'm not a pop culture historian, really, but I witnessed the O.J. Simpson thing and George Floyd and all these big things, which is really weird to compare to this to that, but I think, but you think in a weird way it's a little bit the same? And, you know, my response yesterday is like, no, it's not even close to being the same. Stop comparing your situation where you cheated on your uh, girlfriend of nine years to... Uh, a man who was killed because of the color of his skin. Just stop it. Stop your comparisons. They're terrible. And I said, look, I understand what he was trying to say. It was more about the popularity, but it still didn't matter. It was poorly executed. You shouldn't have used that comparison. And he said yesterday, my intentions behind the comments I made in the New York Times magazine were to explain the level of national media attention my affair received. The comparison was inappropriate and ignorant. I'm incredibly sorry and embarrassed. Oh, well, I mean, that's exactly what we were all talking about. Yesterday. Do I know if he actually believes that? No. I mean, I, like I said yesterday, uh, what PR person is coaching this guy? He absolutely has to come out and apologize for what he said, and then the very next day he did. It's like, I should be coaching this kid. He knows nothing. And considering the way he's handled the Ariana affair and how many times he's talked about it and always has to give excuses, I think he just did that for rhetoric. I. It's very hard to buy it, but... It's all we can. I mean, it's the first step. It's like, okay, but if he does it again, it's just like, okay, your apology falls on deaf ears like we don't care. Because that's just kind of the way things roll, you know, everybody that does screw up issues an apology. But if their behavior doesn't change after that, your apology means nothing. So we're just at stage one. He absolutely needed to do that. We all know that when we saw that quote, the second we saw it, we're like, oh, my God, he's taking this back. And it took him less than 24 hours to take it back after the article came out. But does it mean anything? Eh, It's just words at this point. And we'll see if his actions back up those words. And finally, I want to talk about the challenge last night. A finale with Berna, Colleen, Emmanuel, Corey, and our girl, Norris. I got to admit, I'm surprised Nereese didn't win. I'm not bummed that Emmanuel won. I just, I just have an issue. I had an issue all season with people getting to the final that didn't have to go into any challenge all season long. You know, TJ has always been like, you got to win a challenge to make it to my final. And then this season, they just kind of threw that out, and six of the seven people that made the final this year didn't have to compete in an arena. Mariah was the other one that started the episode, and she got eliminated because Norris beat her. Norris sent home five people this season, but she just did not, she wasn't quick enough in the final to beat Emmanuel, which I get, you know, he's a good competitor. I'm not going to take a title away from him, but do I look at him as one of the all-time challenge competitors? No. If Norris would have won, I would have looked at her as one of the all-time challenge competitors because she eliminated heavyweights. The only good person that Emmanuel beat this season was Norris in the final. So you get props for that, but come on. Berna, Corey, Colleen, I appreciate the effort, guys, but I'm never going to look at them in a future season and be like, watch out for them because it's not like they had to go through a lot this season. They had to go through nothing. They were basically placed in the finals. If the finals were Colleen, Corey, Berna, and people from the past, those three, Colleen, Berna, and Corey, would probably finish dead last. They'd be the last three finishers. There's nothing about their season that impressed me. They just happened to get there because of the side of the Alliance that they were on. And they had the numbers all season long. So congratulations to Emmanuel. I'm glad he's the winner. Just get me to the reunion show next week. I want to see all the stuff that's happening and all the things that are said and what wasn't shown and all that. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Apple Podcasts, please. Um, You got to hit play. It's not good enough to just follow and have it download into your feed every morning. You got to hit play now. And I have noticed the numbers have ticked up the last couple days. Could be for another reason, but I have noticed that the numbers, uh, the download numbers, have been really good the last couple of days. So keep it going. Thank you so much for listening. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. Podcast number three seventy nine with Susanna Summers Bachelor Data on Instagram is going to be up in a couple hours from now. So check that out. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.